Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. And in fact, the sun is shining in New York. It is it is really a beautiful day. The sky is blue. Uh, and I want to make sure today, especially that I hear from you in just a little bit, We're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. There's so much that that happened this week in America. It's almost hard to keep up with it. We heard from the the Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who's telling us that everything is fine at the border. Uh, We continue to see a war on cops across the United States. Uh, And the student uh, loan debt is something that Biden is considering canceling. Uh, And then we've got a sheriff who's going to be our guest today from Florida, who's basically encouraging the residents to take gun safety courses, telling them that they are more than welcome to shoot anyone who comes, uh, breaks into their homes and they feel that they have to stand their ground and protect their homes. We're going to get to all those topics and break them all down for you here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, later on in the show, I'm going to take your calls and gavel out with my own closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But first, my opening statement. All right, this week, and I have to start with uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Secretary Mayorkas appeared before Congress to discuss the fact that uh, the border and what the condition of the border is, especially now that Joe Biden is attempting to lift Title 42. Title 42, of course, is that public policy uh, uh, regulation that allows the Border Patrol to turn back individuals based on the fact that there is a public health crisis in the United States. Now, Joe Biden isn't happy with that because it doesn't quite fit his agenda of allowing in as many illegals as he can. So he wants to lift Title 42 so everybody can come in. And statistics are that about 18,000 illegals will enter the country every day through our southern border. So Congress drags Secretary Mayorkas through uh, into Congress to testify before them. And Mayorkas says, hey, look, there's nothing to worry about, folks. The 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 border is fine. We've got everything under control. But thank goodness a federal judge has finally stopped the Biden administration from lifting Title 42, which means it will remain in place and allow Border Patrol to refuse entry to some. But make no mistake. They are continuing to come in through our southern border at record numbers, and that doesn't include the gotaways, the ones who don't want to come through uh, a, a border and be recognized. And you can only imagine what that's about. 
But according to Mayorkas, this guy who's uh, uh, who should be an individual who should be uh, uh, confronted with his own uh, questions as to whether or not he should be impeached. Mayorkas says that the biggest problem in the United States is domestic terrorism, and that is the threat to homeland security. So he's asked about that in Congress. Let's go to cut one. Flushed out here. How many cases involving white supremacists and domestic terrorists have you referred to DOJ for prosecution? Uh, Congressman, let me... um uh, it's let me, a simple. Let me, do you not have the number? It's a no, simple but, but number. You've made, you've made some profoundly inaccurate statements. No, that I would like the opportunity to correct. I, I'm specifically is, asking you a question. You you've you just you just clarified domestic terrorism is a threat to the homeland. Number one threat. And I'm asking you how many referrals from Homeland Security have you made to DOJ for white supremacy or domestic terrorism? Congressman, I will provide uh, you with that information. So you don't know. Subsequent to this hearing, I do not have. Do you, can statistic. you name one case? That statistic. Can you name uh, one case of a referral from DHS to okay. DOJ for domestic right. terrorism? Congressman. I, I think you guys get the idea. He can't name one case. But the narrative from this administration is it's not the people coming through the southern border with fentanyl and, and everything else. It's the white supremacists. Anyway, that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. This is the Judge Jeanine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Firo. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is the CEO of Christides Foods, the Red Apple Group, and owner-operator of 77 WABC. That means he's my boss, folks. Please join me in welcoming John Casamitides to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Good morning, John. Good morning, Janine. Number one, we're friends for like 30, 40 years, <laughs> even though you're 39. And that's more important. I'm not your boss. I'm your friend. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, John is absolutely correct. We have been friends. He has been very kind to me over the course of my career and very receptive to the ideology that I believe in and we both believe in, and that is America first and making sure that we protect Americans. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted you on the show uh, this morning, John, so my listeners could hear about a little bit about crime uh, and you know, there there are several categories. For 32 years, I've been a prosecutor, judge, DA, everybody knows that. But there's a psychological reason that people ignore crime. They feel if they ignore it, you know, it's not going to affect them. And then there's another reason some people blame the victim. They think, well, if I blame the victim, I would never do what the victim did. So then it'll never happen to them. And the rest of the group is fearful that it might happen. And you are an individual who has been knowledgeable about crime. But who would have thunk that one of your stores would actually be and, and, and your your employees held up in New York City? Talk to me about and tell the, the listeners what happened at the Red Apple uh, store. At one of our stores, uh, you know, and Christides D'Agostino has been open uh, 365 days seven days a week and uh, serving New York and their hard working employees. They through pandemics, through hurricanes, through uh, blackouts, through everything. We've been there. And for 
this person to walk into one of our stores and two of them put a gun to the manager's head. And I'm sure the manager was worried about what happened. What happened uh, when uh, uh, the, the Burger King gal, the poor gal, they walked in and yes. put a gun to her head mm-hmm. and shot her for no reason at all. The violent I criminals remember. in New York City. And I'm talking about the violent criminals. And I've said to the leadership mm-hmm. in, in Albany, the state Senate, the, the state assembly, I've told the governor that, and, 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 but the state Senate and assembly had the governor hostage, too. And because of their their votes and for them to ignore eight and a half million New Yorkers and vote on the side of 3000 violent criminals. And and Janine, I'm talking about violent criminals. At one point, you were a judge. It was three strikes and you're out. Right now, it's Mm -hmm. 10, 14, 20. At, At what point do we realize that these people don't belong on the sidewalks of New York? I mean, I'm not talking about well, I think, stealing a loaf of bread. I'm talking about violent, violent crimes. Well, what happened, John? The, the, the manager was held up. They put a gun to his head. And then what happened? They, they cleaned out the safe, the, the part of the safe that was open uh, with chains, dollar bills, nickels, dimes, quarters. Uh, and they stole about $3,300. And I'm saying that I am giving a $10,000 reward. Hopefully their own grandmother is going to turn them in for $10,000. And mm-hmm. I believe the NYPD mm-hmm. is doing a phenomenal job. And they're working in conjunction with the feds on this particular case, I understand. Because they, the manager was tied up, which violates a, a, a federal law. And uh, that whole... They'll, they'll have indictments. They got, they got the, the person from Burger King in 48 hours. They got the uh, people from uh, uh, the subway uh, shootout in 48, 50, right. you know, 72 hours. And they're going to get these mm-hmm. people enough. You know, I'm well, there's no question. Politician, enough is enough. Well, uh, John, and I love hearing you say that because that's what everyone is saying. And, you know, the truth is that these violent felons are being released onto the street. And what you referred to, obviously, is the uh, no cash bail law, which is something that allows uh, and permits judges uh, to enforce as many of them, unless it's violent, to release them back on the street. So let's talk about the fact that you've got the governor. That's Janine, right. that's and the governor the is saying the police commissioner, the police commissioner has said on my show, you know what she said? There's been sixty six hundred gun arrests and they were given. What do you what do you call them? Disappearance tickets released on their own. Yeah, people of, of the sixty six hundred people released, only two hundred showed up for court. I mean, this, this is unbelievable. And the other thing I'm saying is people are coming in from New Jersey, committing crimes and going home for dinner. They, people are coming in from New yep. Jersey, committing crimes and get arrested and still go home for dinner. I mean, enough is enough. Well, that's what, a federal. That's that? then it's a federal. Well, th- we say it because you've got Andrea Stewart Cousins and Carl Heasty in Albany who care more about the criminals than the victims. And I understand when you say you've got the feds involved, but understand NYPD is the best in the world. I worked with them as a DA. 
They will solve these cases. They are the best. But let's talk about what we've got to do to change. We can't just complain. And Hochul, if she's got any power at all, if she wants to be the governor, she better prove that she's got the bona fides and make this legislature pass the law that she will sign. Because you remember, John, she appointed a lieutenant governor who is now under indictment who uh, disagreed with her on the cash bail. She put him in a position of power. So, you know, I'm not ready to give her a pass, John. I really am not. Janine, I'm not ready to give anybody a pass. I'm not ready to give anybody a pass. And in the last, uh, what is it, 12 months, 25 kids, black and brown, they are the kids that are are suffering, that that, that will never have a future. And they got gunned down in the streets in street fights. That is not acceptable. And you know where the legislators, the assembly people, the senators, they, they vote these laws in through the budget bill. So they're going to go walk around and say, oh, I didn't vote for it. I voted for the budget bill. B.S. Right. You know, and, 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 and they have to be held accountable for these 25 kids dying. And we don't want to turn New York back into downtown Chicago where people are dying all over the place, black and brown people. They're the people that are really suffering. And we need no question. all New Yorkers, all New Yorkers to say enough is enough. And what do I play on my, on my show? We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. And New Yorkers should vote this primary, this November. And you know what we're going to vote for? Vote for whoever's going to keep us safe. Not the people that are going to hide behind the budget bill. Oh, I didn't vote for it. I voted for the budget. B.S. you got to keep people in New York safe, and that's what it comes down to. What do they, what do they get out of that? Don't, aren't they in danger and members of their own family in danger? Is politics and power so important to them that they don't care about the safety of the other human beings? They are scared. They are scared of the woke culture. And I'm saying to them, you better be more scared of common sense Republicans and common sense Democrats before that you worry about the woke culture. And that's my object, that we're going to tell everybody exactly who voted, who voted for what. And uh, that's what it comes down to. The, the woke right. culture that wants to, you know, wants to kill New Yorkers. Create chaos in our streets. We they gotta die. I'm I'm with you. All right, let me. I want to segue for one second, John. And I love your passion on this. And I love that you're really ahead on this issue. Let's talk about the president talking about uh, food, and uh, you know that we may have a problem in this country. Talk to me about that. Well, we broke that news on Friday on our show uh, with Rudy Washington, a former deputy mayor under Rudy Giuliani, said in the last in the last 14, 18 months, I don't remember how 18 to 20 major food outlets, factories, production have been burned down or destroyed. So President Biden is walking around saying, well, there might be a shortage of food. Does he know something we don't know? Does he know? And over the weekend, you know what happened yesterday? The Yesterday, just today's news, yesterday the Purdue place in, I think, Maryland burned down too. And uh, something Ooh. is going on, and I, and I am 
saying to the FBI, I'm saying to everybody in law enforcement, enough is enough. Check it out. Because America is under attack. We're under attack with drugs from our borders. We're under mm-hmm. our legal system is under attack. Our education system is under attack. Even Disney World is under attack. And mm-hmm. what are we going to do about it? And I propose that we should double the amount of FBI agents because we don't have enough, uh, Janine. Yeah, well, what we need to do is make sure the people at the top of the FBI or have the same agenda that we do. We've seen what can happen when they're so politicized that they don't care about the rest of us. But I agree. You've got a good FBI in there. I'm, we can solve a lot of problems as long as they work well, with the local police. Director, uh, The director of the FBI has a 10-year term. No matter, no matter what the politicians are saying to him, he's got mm-hmm. to stand up and say enough is enough. This is what's yep. going on. He can't be fired. I dare anybody to fire the head of the FBI. He, he's got to have press conferences, tell the American people what the heck is going on, and the heck with the politicians. All right. John Casamitidis, fired up. We love having you on this show. Thank you so much for all you do. God bless you, and thank you for being the strong American that you are, John. I really mean that. We, you help all of we us. Gotta- we got to keep America together. Thank you, Janine, for everything you do and tell the truth. All right. Thank you, John. All right, everyone. There he is. John Katsimatidis, fired up and mad as hell. Good for him. All right, everyone. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two T, dot org. This is the Judge Janine Furo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Furo. Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, we are going to be speaking with Florida Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson. Now, Bob Johnson is obviously a sheriff and a law enforcement expert, expert and he's an elected county sheriff. Uh, please join me in welcoming Sheriff Bob Johnson to the show. Uh, sheriff, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Uh, I, I, you're there, right? Yes, I am. It's my pleasure. All right, good. All right, Sheriff, let me give a little background. Uh, there was uh, a, uh, a, a break-in and uh, in your jurisdiction, and your solution, as violence rages across this country and people don't know how to handle it, is basically to gun down the bad guys. And I want to play uh, one of the, the sound of you that we have on tape, guys. I think it's cut two. We don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. Um, I guess they think that they did something wrong, which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Okay, so there it is. Now, Sheriff, in Florida, you have a uh, stand your ground. Uh, it is absolutely legal what you said, and you're basically urging homeowners to shoot burglars. Why? Well, you know, if somebody breaks into your house, they're obviously not there to give you some cookies or give you a hug. They're in there to break the law further, i.e. attack you, rape you, steal all your stuff. So um, if they know that the other side of that door has an armed citizen, 
99% of these guys aren't going to bust in on you. They're going to they'll, they'll look for a place where they know there are no guns, i.e. Chicago, uh, gun-free zone. And I know that's working out real well for them out there. But I will tell you this, in Santa Rosa County, we have a, a safety course, gun safety course. It's always filled up. And um, we take our weapons seriously down here. And um, you roll the dice if you kick in a door here. Well, you know, the stand your ground law certainly allows a person to use deadly force in public, even if they know they could safely avoid any need for violence by simply stepping away from the incident or retreating. And apparently, Sheriff, more than half of the United States of the states in the U.S. have now adopted stand your ground policies. But clearly, you know, a man's home is his castle. A woman's home is her castle. Uh, self-defense laws justify a person's use of lethal force. And, you know, I, I must tell you, I was pleased when I heard you say that because, you know, as, as someone, you know, has prosecuted crime for, the, you know, the majority of her life, uh, I, I truly believe that criminals expect people to just lay down and take it. And now they know that there's no consequences with the no cash bail. And so, you know, everything is a free for all for them. And I think that your statement kind of shook a lot of people to their core. And, uh, you know, it recognizes how dangerous it is, even in your own home. Yeah, exactly. And what's really ironic about this situation is, you know, I'm getting death threats. They're calling my office and threatening to come kill me. And, uh, you know, the girls up there get upset. And I told them, I said, look, these people calling, they can't buy a gun in the state they live in anyway. So there's no real worry. But um, these people who preach against violence are giving me death threats, which makes perfect sense, I guess. Well, yeah, and they obviously don't know the law, Sheriff, and I give you a lot of credit for standing your ground and reminding everyone that they have a right to defend themselves. But I, I want to segue a little bit here because, uh, you know, the war on cops doesn't get enough media attention. And uh, right now the statistics are that 73 officers were intentionally killed in the line of duty in 2021. Uh, nearly 50% higher than in 2020. And the way they're being killed is either, you know, simply because they're wearing the badge or by ambush or, um, you know, sitting in a car. I mean, this is, uh, you know, you're a target because you're a police officer. What are you experiencing in Florida in your jurisdiction? Well, we're really blessed down here. We're about 80% Republican. Um, they love us here. I tell everybody 99% of our citizens love and support law enforcement, and that other 1% is in my jail right now. So um, <laughs> we're not experiencing that here, but I do feel for my brothers and sisters in all these states where they're not appreciated, you know, where um, the criminals get all the good treatment and the cops get the bad treatment, which, you know, they're finding out now instead of defund the police, they're trying to refund the police out on the West Coast. And I'll tell you right now, as you know, it's a lot easier to keep the crime rate low than to let it spike and then try to bring it back down. And that's what they're trying to deal with out there. They're learning a hard lesson. Well, you know, Sheriff, it, it shocks me and anyone who's got half a brain to think that having fewer cops is going to make people safer. Uh, and then, you know, people are in places like Seattle, which now uh, is refunding the police because crime got out of control. I mean, were they really that stupid to think that it would be better with fewer police or with all the ambushes that we're seeing? You really want to send a social worker with a police officer into an apartment building? 
something on a domestic violence call, which is one of the most dangerous, or on patrol, which, you know, a traffic stop, which is another one of the most dangerous. Yeah, they just don't get it. They really don't. And like you said, less cops makes you safer. Really, who thinks that? I mean, obviously they do out there, but I mean, if you have, you know, two brain cells that you can rub together, you understand that law enforcement has to be there. The fundamental purpose of government is the protection of its citizens. So, you know, they're hamstringing the cops out there on the West Coast and and crimes going through the roof and they can't understand why they don't get it. It's you know, yeah. well, like a Rubik's what about Black Lives Matter, the organization? Now, they've, they've gotten something like $90 million. No one is taking credit for being at the helm of the organization. They bought a lot of nice mansions. Uh, and, you know, the attorneys general who are looking into the financial aspects of this uh, aren't getting any answers. But, you know, when you peel back the layer of the onion a little bit, you say to yourselves, well, who are these woke corporations who gave money to Black Lives Matter, and why aren't they demanding to know where that money went? You know, is it making it better for kids in the inner city? Are there after-school programs? You know, how is it helping black lives? No one seems to be getting an answer from the woke corporations. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is my saying, okay, all lives matter. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care your sexual preference. It does not matter to me. If you're a citizen of Santa Rosa County, you get afforded the same protection. And um, back to the first topic, you know, that's why, you know, our response times are pretty quick on violent calls, probably three to five minutes. But think what can happen in three to five minutes. I mean, a lot. So that's why we tell everybody, no matter what your color it doesn't matter out here. Arm yourself, protect yourself at all times, and we'll help as much as possible. But the Black Lives Matter movement, to me, it's just it's one of those things that popped up after uh, Chauvin got arrested, which he needed to. Um, yes. And it, it took off. And now I think it's kind of dwindling down a little bit because I think people are finally getting it that it, the color of your skin doesn't matter. I mean, all lives matter. And if somebody gets murdered or whatever, it doesn't matter the color. Um, they're still a victim. And, you know, we got to stop this race stuff. I mean. Well, yeah. And, you know, Sheriff, when you look at what's going on in the United States, I mean, wherever you go, I mean, people are together. I mean, we are together. It's all of a sudden it's a small group of people get out and say, oh, it's all about race. This doesn't get along with this. They don't get along with that. we got to have critical race theory in the school. Well, you know, go into any town in America and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. I've been around for a while. I mean, you know, people of color and white people, I mean, they get along. I mean, you don't even it's not even worth mentioning. You know, um, and it, it is a it's a narrative that they created to create tension and to create problems and to enrich a certain amount of people who are using the organization. But I want to go back because we're running out of time. I, I do want to go back to the issue of law enforcement. I mean, when when someone in your jurisdiction you know, says that they want to get a gun or they, you know, that they want to learn to protect themselves. Are they, I mean, what kind of training do they go through? Well, the the classes we offer, we have um, SWAT trained officers. And basically what they do is you bring your gun, the one you're going to use to protect yourself, and you bring your ammo. And then you spend two hours in a classroom and our officers go over everything about, um, 
every target acquisition, how to point it, how to aim, how to reload, how to even break it apart and clean it. And then after you get all the, the instruction in the classroom, you actually go out to the range and they spend a couple of hours um, teaching you to shoot until you become confident with the weapon. And then we release them out into the public and say, hey, here you are, get your concealed weapon permit. And when you get it, carry a firearm. We want all the people who are eligible in Santa Rosa County to get a concealed weapons permit, to get one and carry the gun. It makes the entire county safer when we do that. And um, what is the percentage, Sheriff, if you know, of women compared to men? Um, actually, there's probably a little bit more women taking the class than men. I would say it's probably about probably 60-40 women to men. And what is the what is the minimum age that you would allow someone to come in to take a course? Uh, twenty one. Twenty one in the uh, state of Florida, you can possess a handgun when you're twenty one years of age. You can possess a shotgun when you're eighteen, but it's handguns are twenty one. Okay, and um, in terms of bail, what's happening with the DA and the judges in your jurisdiction? Um, here in the Panhandle of Florida, we still have bail. Um, there's no talk about getting rid of it. And we have some of the finest judges in Santa Rosa County. And if you do something really stupid, like the guy we're talking about that was broke into four houses, he just gets out of prison, does a six and a half year stint in prison for home invasion that we send him off to. And he gets out and does it again. Uh, I guarantee you, he's going to get a pretty, uh, stiff sentence. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, your quote that uh, really got nationwide attention, if someone is breaking into your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually, Johnson said in a press conference following the break-in. And you guys had been following him and caught him about 15 minutes after he was shot. He had been arrested 17 times. What is going on? 17 times the guy is out of jail. And, you know, I say to people all the time, Sheriff, I say, you know what? To get arrested, you've got to have some problems before you even get to that point. You know, yeah. think of how many times you, you were able to get by before you got that arrest or before you got that conviction. You know, but that's just Yeah, me. exactly. And that's a, another reason I said what I said. You get tired of dealing with these same people. They just don't get it. They don't care about anybody other than themselves. And um, this guy, I guarantee if he gets 20 years, when he gets out, he's going to do it again. Guarantee. Yep. I'll yep. guarantee it. So um, you got to make a stand, and sooner or later, um, he's going to kick the wrong door in. And it, well, he almost did this time, but like I said, the homeowner missed him. But um, he's going to kick in the wrong door one time, and then it's all going to be over. Yeah, yeah. Well, I must tell you, Sheriff, it's been a pleasure having you uh, on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers show. Sheriff Bob Johnson from Santa Rosa County in Florida who uh, who uh, talks the talk and walks the walk. It's not just the talk. Sheriff, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Judge. I appreciate it. All right. And up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I'm going to be taking your calls on the Friends of the Court hotline. There's a lot to talk about, and I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Tunnel to Towers Red Apple Audio Network. Tipping the scales when all else fails. This is the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now to the Friends of the Court Hotline. Let's go to Shia from Long Island. 
How Welcome are you, Judge? How's everything? Uh, good. Talk to me. What you know? A breeze of fresh air to hear the sheriff from Florida. You know, to, you know. I, I just came from Florida. I live in New York, obviously, but mm-hmm. I was in Florida for the Passover, for the holiday. And I happened to, to speak to the governor. I, I, I um, went to an event with the governor, and I was I was telling him what's going on in New York, and he said how the New Yorkers are coming every day to Florida. I mean, you know, in Nassau County where I live, and I happen to be working in the government for the county executives. I'm sure you're aware that five police officers were were beaten up. Some of them went to the hospital. And the criminal was released a few hours later. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your question, though? What's your question? What can we do to, to, to we need to, my question is, we need to, we need to, um, how, do, how, do, how, do I, how do I say it? We need to, um, my question we is, do you to, feel like we could. We can turn this around. We can turn it around, but it, it it's all depends on November and on the elections. We've got to get to individuals like uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, an assemblywoman, uh, and Carl Heasty and Governor Hochul. They are in favor of this bail. If we don't change the bail laws, it's going to remain the same. And that's the sad part of it. Uh, let's go to uh, Oscar from Queens. Good morning, Oscar. Hey. Good morning, Judge. Uh, Your Honor, thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, my question is as follows, you know. Okay. It would seem there's something just fishy going on here. You know, the Democrats, uh, I think we, we know it seems like they're they're heading into a bloodbath in the elections. Uh, their policies mm-hmm. are, are not popular, and yet they don't seem to be concerned at all. It's as if they're acting as if they already have the election locked up. And it just seems very odd. And I'm wondering your thoughts on that. I mean, do you see that? Wouldn't you think that logic would dictate that you make some changes? Well, you know, it's a great question because they are, according to all the pollsters, even the Democrat pollsters, they're headed for a uh, for a bloodbath in November that the Republicans will win far beyond the uh, the issue of being in the first term uh, of a presidency midterm where the other party normally uh, takes the House. Deeper than that. I mean, we've got a deeply unpopular president with an even more unpopular vice president. Um, you know, I think this Ministry of Truth, this disinformation board that they're coming out with now, uh, along with President Barack Obama coming out and say we need we need, you know, this content moderation. And I believe in free speech. But uh, I think that they just the way they did it right before the presidential election in November, where they cut out the Hunter Biden story. And no one heard about it when we know that people who voted said had they heard about it, they would not have voted for Joe Biden. It would have changed the election. I have a feeling that big tech has something up its sleeves. I can't say for sure. But based upon this new thing where, you know, we really don't want people to be providing disinformation. Well, who are you to tell us what we can say and not say? And that's that's where I think there's going to be a problem. But I could be wrong on that. But thanks. It was a great question. All right. Ralph. From Manhattan. What are you thinking, Ralph? Okay, we lost Ralph. All right, how about uh, Bob? Bob yes, from you Brooklyn. have Bob right here, right? This is a situation about the mayor. He just recently evicted a woman who has an amputee leg, right, from her apartment in the Bronx just this week, right? And there's no one, and he signed the order. His name is on there. Her name is I S A T U L B A H. She's at four. 16 East 38, 138th Street. Okay. Right? All right. So she was evicted. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sure that she had someone, if it went to court, who was representing her. No. 
what, what, what happened right quick. She went to court, right? The, so, the judge ordered the social worker to take care of the matter. Social worker did never took care of the matter, and she got evicted. Gave, the judge gave them 14 days to handle this for an amputee person. And now oh. she is evicted, and she's laying in the hallway of that same building. You're now, kidding. I, in a hallway right now? Excuse me? Well, she's in a hallway right now? the hallway right now, right? They need to be some oh, women that need to get a hold of this and see this crooked man for what he is, right? Now, her telephone number is 929-593-8305. Okay, that's enough. Um, I think that it, what you're talking about is an outrage. You got the name, you got the address, you got the telephone number. It's wrong. And uh, New York City Social Services, uh, I don't know if she's a senior, but they should be helping her. Anyway, appreciate your call. And you know what? I'll tell you, folks, this is a country where we need to take care of our own. We need to make sure that we take care of people who are in need. That's what the safety net is all about. What's going on at the southern border is beyond anything any of our founding fathers ever imagined. And right now, what we're hearing about, what I just heard about on the phone, really infuriates me because this is America and things like that don't happen or shouldn't happen. So somewhere, someone, you know, either drop the ball. I don't know. I can't speak to it. But that kind of thing shouldn't be happening here in the United States. But unfortunately, we've got Joe Biden, who is president of the United States, who's about uh, as clueless as any president has been, with his second-in-command even more clueless. And, you know, they're even telling us that our children, when they're in school, are not ours, that they're theirs. The president of the United States. The children, when they're in school, are theirs, not anyone else's. And, you know, we, we're at a turning point in this country. We're at a turning point where we have to understand what's at stake. And I don't know if it's a global revolution. I don't know what it is. But when people start chipping away at our First Amendment, when people start saying we're going to moderate what you say, when the United States government, the freest country in the world, starts saying we're not going to let you put out this misinformation, what about the free exchange of ideas? What about what this country was founded on? Where are these people coming from? Where all of a sudden are they telling us that, oh, student debt, we should be able to let these kids off the student debt. Hogwash, teach them a lesson. They signed a contract. They wanted to go to college. They borrowed money. Make them pay the money back. Make them pay that money back. You want to take care of people, you take care of the senior citizens. You want to take care of people, you take care of the veterans. Stop with the political pandering to the Generation Z or whoever the hell they are, because what you're doing is you're trying to buy the generate the young generation, because Biden has lost the blacks. He's lost 20% in the last year. He's lost the Hispanics, and he's losing the young vote. And he thinks through uh, um, Ilhan Omar, and AOC and the rest of them, well, let's just pay them off, pay off their student debt. No, I don't want you to pay off their student debt. They're not entitled to have their student debt paid off. If the economy's so great and so many jobs are out there, let them get a job. And that's the end of it. I don't want to hear about this anymore. I'm tired of this, this crazy administration and their liberal lawlessness where we have to hear about a sheriff coming out and say, you know what, if they come in your house, shoot them, shoot them dead. That is the law in, in Florida. That is the law. 
But since when do we have to talk about this? Since now we've got these liberal, leftist, lawless, clueless people who only care about power. They only care about locking us down. They have a totalitarian instinct. And it's not what America needs right now. What we need now is freedom. We're the land of the free. We're the home of the brave. We've got freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And I'm telling you, they're taking religion down. They want to take your guns, religion, and they're telling you they're taking away your free speech. They did it with the Hunter Biden laptop for the election. See you next week. I'm fed up, too. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.